I'm Daniel Levine, and this is the Bio Report. There's no shortage of data created in the world of healthcare, but harnessing it to improve care and reduce cost remains a challenge. Apervita, backed with $18 million in recent venture investment from GE Ventures, Baird Capital, and others, is a marketplace for people to buy and sell their healthcare analytics. We spoke to Paul McGelly, CEO of Apervita, about the pressures on healthcare providers today the challenges to integrating analytics into practice, and how Apervita hopes to change that. Paul, thanks for joining us. Pleasure to be here. We're going to talk about your company, Apervita, and and how it fits into the world of healthcare and how you're working to transform that world. But before we talk about Apervita, itself, I'd like to start with the problems of healthcare today. We're seeing a big movement from paper records to electronic health records, which opens up a lot of possibilities, but we're still in a world where there's a lot of data being captured, but there's a gap in turning that into actionable information. Where would you say we are in that process? Very good point. I think we're very yet early in that process. So uh, I describe it as uh, healthcare entering the computable era. You know, we're beginning now through the uh, you know, the efforts of digitization, as you say, to begin to see you know most of our medical information available in some form that can be processed in some way. But that gap exists, um, and it'll probably yet be another ten-year transformation uh, for full use. But we're in the beginning of it, which is the important thing: putting that data to work. Well, there's growing pressure on healthcare providers, largely through healthcare reform to not only improve care, but to cut cost. And part of healthcare reform with with the advent of accountable care organizations is tying pay to performance. Other regulation makes hospitals bear the cost of certain things like readmissions or, or problems that arise on their watch. How is that changing the world of incentives and affecting the way hospitals are both acting and investing? Super question. I think for the first time, as we link pay to performance, uh, people are beginning to um, measure their effectiveness as an organization. I think in the past, um, you know, many other industries uh, for for many years have measured systematically their performance. And I think one of the most fundamental changes is people are beginning to understand that uh, measurement of performance is part of the delivery of healthcare and understanding just not how we're doing from a process perspective, uh, but from an outcomes, a patient outcomes perspective, is essential to understanding the value that we're creating or not creating, as the case may be, um, in healthcare. And so as the incentives change, they begin to drive institutions to begin to put to work, as we talked about a moment ago, the data that they, uh, you know, uh, that they're beginning to generate and and uh, now have. So, without putting that to work, you really can't begin that process of measuring your performance, baseline it against others, figuring out where you need to improve, and then ultimately, when you do make changes, does it improve uh, the outcomes? And so, that linkage from uh, the 
objective that you're trying to fulfill to uh, actually being able to measure it and then deliver on it reliably is, is the key change. Well, th- there is a lot of efforts today to to harness what, what people are calling big data, applying computer analysis to determine best practices or, or finding early warning signs that would allow for early interventions and avoid costly medical problems. So if I can correlate something like waist circumference with A1C levels and weight, I can tell who's likely to develop diabetes in the next six months and, and get them to begin dieting or exercising, maybe using metformin. To what extent are we seeing this use of algorithms integrated into practice today? And, and what are the limits to seeing greater use of that? Is it a matter of understanding the data itself or being able to analyze it? We're beginning to... The, the first problem, I think, is is uh, is practical and, and indeed pragmatic, which is I think we're seeing challenges yet today with integrating the data and making it available across institutions because to deliver the kind of effective care that you're talking about in the consumer's interest, they visit many different healthcare institutions. And so the ability to have access to that data wherever a patient uh, travels in the care process um, is absolutely uh, you know, a first prerequisite. It's key to, uh, to being able to deliver on that promise. Um, once you're past that, then um, today there are very few tools to actually allow development and integration of those kind of analytics as part of the workflow process. And in healthcare today, healthcare is largely a human process. And so delivery of analytics um, on a dashboard that's six months old has very little to do with your ability to impact the care for a patient today and for tomorrow. And so the ability to deliver the kind of support, analytic support, that physicians and clinicians and others involved in the healthcare system need uh, in real time, when they need it, uh, and only the information that they need to support the part of the process that they're executing is really key. And so we've got some way to go uh, there yet to make um, that sort of computing available and the tools to develop those sort of analytics available. And that's one reason what we're doing at Apravitas, uh, we think, so important is it's providing those tools. Um, we, talk, we talk about it as democratization, allowing everybody on a self-service basis to begin to develop and share those kinds of healthcare insights that can be delivered to support uh, the better delivery of care. Well, let's say we've got a, a Mayo Clinic or a Kaiser or a university researcher that develops one of these algorithms that turns out to be effective in in allowing for early intervention into a, a health problem. In our fragmented system today, how does that migrate to improve care with, with providers throughout the, the universe of, of healthcare? So, uh, you know, the problem you're touching on is the one I think we recognized some time ago. It was a simple realization that if there's such powerful analytics to improve outcomes and prevent bad things from happening, uh, adverse events uh, for patients, why aren't they running for all patients all the time at every institution? And the realization that that kind of infrastructure, while it exists in other industries, in finance or in the communication industry, it doesn't exist in healthcare today. And so the fragmented system is certainly one of the challenges, but increasingly cloud-based technologies and the ability to integrate those sort of analytics throughout the care process is beginning to break down that fragmentation. And so an institution, uh, as you suggest, like Kaiser in a mountain or, or a Mayo Clinic, develops the kinds of uh, insightful support for you know, uh, uh, 
clinicians to make better decisions uh, through the process can actually be distributed readily through the system. And so um, I think we're, we're sort of at an interesting point in the development of technology where healthcare is going to get the opportunity to take advantage of many of the uh, advances that other industries have enjoyed. And I think candidly we'll do it in a much quicker period than other industries. So we have an opportunity to pave over in a sense uh, that fragmentation and allow those analytics that support care uh, to be absorbed by everyone and indeed hopefully all the time for all patients at every institution. Well, let's talk about AppRevita itself, which I understand is both a, a platform and a marketplace. Can, can you describe how it works? Certainly. Uh, institutions that have um, care-based analytics that are important to delivery of uh, improved care or the reduction of cost, as you outlined, institutions like a Mayo Clinic or a Cleveland Clinic or John Hopkins or a Partners Healthcare can come to the platform. They have a set of tools to author those sort of analytics and do it in such a way that they can be shared with any other institution that would want to use them. And so other institutions, large integrated delivery networks as an example, or small rural care practices can come, understand what's available, what problems they're trying to solve, and then find the kind of support that have been developed by the leading and most trusted institutions. They can then acquire that across the, the platform, the platform, and then apply it in their practice at the point of care. So they can choose, for instance, if you're uh, managing a diabetic population, you can choose the best tools from organizations like the American Academy of Family Physicians. And uh, uh, apply that protocol to your daily practice and have that same support that the leading institutions are applying for their patients. And you can do that all in a digital context. You can do that across the Epivita platform. Today, we believe, given uh, you know what's available in the marketplace today to do that, at about a tenth of the cost and at about a hundredth of the time uh, that it takes uh, using any traditional or classic approach that exists. And we've talked about it in terms of patient care, but I, I take it this is broader that that this can be applied to improve performance or eliminate errors throughout the whole continuum of care. Is that correct? Very much. Uh, and we think about health, not just health care at Apravita. So um, there are interactions between the large payer organizations, the insurance, health insurance companies uh, that we rely on um, uh, today, uh, the pharmaceutical companies, indeed the providers, device manufacturers, there's an earnest interest increasingly to both capture and share that data so it can be used across the care continuum. Device manufacturers increasingly are producing more and more interesting devices that produce data that it, it's important for a physician to have access to as they begin uh, to undertake treatment of a patient. And so um, allowing that data to flow is very much um, what the Apravita platform allows uh, those, inst you know, those institutions to do. They can connect the data from a device manufacturer to a provider at the point of care. A pharmaceutical company, for instance, can build a, a set of analytics or algorithms to um, surveil or understand the performance of their drugs. What's the efficacy of, of, uh, of uh, my uh, prescription product? What's the adverse events associated with that? They can write those analytics and allow them to be run so that they can understand the performance of their products or their competitors' products. So across the entire care continuum, we think this idea of integrating uh, data and integrating analytics is quite key to the, you know, the overall health system. And as, as far as the, the business model goes, is this a, a subscription-based product? 
it's a subscription-based product for the platform. So the more that you use it, the, the more analytics that you run, the price will scale based on the amount that you consume. And the content from the leading institutions, uh, the institutions that make those available, like a Mayo Clinic, can decide how uh, they want to price that. And then the analytics themselves are on a subscription basis. So um, an organization can then choose what suites they want. Um, uh, and uh, and you know the originating institution like a Mayo Clinic will get a share uh, of that revenue for creating and maintaining that uh, important uh, health analytic. And if I'm a subscriber and there are all these algorithms to choose from, how do I know which ones work? Is is anything done to validate an algorithm? It's a very good question, and I think trust is absolutely key. So we're not in a marketplace where. Um, uh, you know, uh, sort of poor analytics of, of one form or another uh, could really be tolerated. Uh, and so an important part of the Apervita process is to ensure that the analytics that are published are evidence-based and that they have a high standard of quality associated with them. So um, uh, we provide a curation process to allow authors to uh, declare and for others to be able to see the quality of their evidence associated with their work. So as you know, as a subscriber, when you're looking at analytic, you, you'll be able to judge the relative quality of the different types of analytics in the marketplace. And then over time, as institu- more institutions actually uh, use those analytics, um, our platform is able to allow the authors and the subscribers to uh, collect uh, new data about the performance. So you'll actually be able to see its performance across a larger and larger population. You recently uh, completed an $18 million venture round. What's that money going to be used to do? So uh, an important piece of that is to extend our community. So we think about the Apervita community as including those institutions um, and a broad variety that want to bring analytic content to the marketplace. And obviously the subscribers, the consumers that want to apply it in practice. And so a substantial amount of that investment is to grow that community um, and to facilitate their engagement. It's important in many of these clinical areas that uh, the, the originating authors and the people that consume and, and apply it um, can collaborate uh, to advance uh, you know, healthcare further. And so a big piece of our community is designed to enable those organizations to engage for the betterment of care. Well, as you roll out the platform, what do you see as the biggest challenge of getting practitioners to apply what's been learned elsewhere? Is it a matter of knowledge, of, of access, of ability, or is it just overcoming the inertia of habit? Uh, you know, the, the first is, is practical, and we've sort of spoken to it, which is, um, you know, that there, I think today, we, we still have a perception that data integration in healthcare is a very hard venture. And I think we're finding day to day that's getting easier. And so it's overcoming first just the perception that <clears throat> providing these sorts of analytics is actually easy at the point of care. Turns out it actually is. The technology barriers for that are falling really rather quickly. And the second then is, uh, is the one I think you, you spoke to very early on. It's uh, simply the bandwidth of institutions. As a healthcare system, we're going through a tremendous number of transformations at the same time. So we have priorities to coordinate care across the continuum. We have priorities to make sure that organizations are performing against basic safety and quality measures. And so, and you know, not to mention the deployment of EHR systems and consolidation and the other more macro uh, sort of transformations uh, that the healthcare uh, system is undertaking. And so the, the ability to 
systematically begin to build analytics into the care process for improvement is yet another objective. And so um, yeah, th- that's really a practical priority as institutions have more objectives, performance-based objectives they need to be. It really becomes a necessity, and we're finding most organizations recognizing they need an architecture to do that, so one that will support the delivery of many analytics, just not one or two, because that, that simply is not scalable for them. We believe, in a sense, most institutions will need to solve uh, somewhere around 10,000 problems uh, systematically as part of their care delivery process in the next five years, and every one of those are going to be supported by one or more analytics. And so if you, you need to begin the journey now to build those, uh, those uh, large number of analytics into um, your enterprise architecture, and that's one of the things that we think uh, we can help quite uniquely with uh, at Apravita as a platform to support many of those analytics. But uh, um, that transformation is underway. I, you know, the, most of the challenges are, are uh, practical. Paul McGalley, CEO of Apravita. Paul, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. Enjoyed being here. A few housekeeping notes. Over on our sister podcast, Rarecast, tune in to hear Andrew Sue, Associate Professor in the Department of Molecular and Experimental Medicine at the Scripps Research Institute, discuss enlisting the public in an effort to keep researchers up to date on rare disease research through his crowdsourcing effort, Mark to Cure. Then starting February 20th, tune in to hear Noah Coughlin, founder of Run for Rare, as he gets set to take off on a 3,100-mile cross-country run from the Statue of Liberty to San Diego's Ocean Beach to raise awareness and support for the fight against rare diseases. Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week, subscribe to our RSS feed or through iTunes or other podcast manager. To join our mailing list, go to levinemediagroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to drop us a line or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, send an email to danny at levinemediagroup.com. Special thanks to Jonah Levine, who composed our theme music, and the Jonah Levine Collective, which performs it.